Greetings, guys. Welcome to Theories and Thoughts. I'm Fancy, and Anya will be joining me in just a minute. But this well, this evening, we will be discussing wives, mistresses, and girl code with Arthur Letitia Jackson. She's going to be joining us at 720. And um, yeah, so stay tuned. guys again it's fancy and y'all know normally Anya is um, with me so um, I'm kind of used to being in the cut on the side until I'm needed or called upon and tonight um, she's gonna still be joining me but it'll be in just a minute so to just go ahead on and uh, get things started hey Sharona so in in usual fashion, I guess I'll just run down my weekend, but it wasn't really anything exciting this weekend. Um, I'm out of, for, of school for break, so I'm extremely excited about that. But I really didn't do much because I was so freaking tired, like Friday evening, Saturday. But on Sunday, I went downtown and I shot some content. And I will say, you know what? Like, I was just saying it wasn't anything exciting. But I actually got into the whole content creating mode which is not something that i normally do um because i can be a very uptight person i have social anxiety so usually like if you ever encounter me in public you know you will see that um i'm socially awkward basically so but i'm used to it you know it's a lot safer when i'm behind the screen as opposed to when i actually have to talk to people um one-on-one -on -one in person but um, I actually got some really good footage. Um, well, my friend and I got some really good footage. We actually uh, visited the water campus that's downtown. If anybody's watching from Baton Rouge, then you may know of the water campus. It's really nice. And so, um, <clears throat> one minute, let me just say something. Okay. So we got some photos and some video, uh, video footage because I have been... Let me bring Anya in. Um, you know, as I've been rebranding myself as a visibility coach, it is important that I also make reels and things along the lines of that. So that's what I've been tapping more into. Um, I see that 
Ismail said, hello, beauties. Hey, Ismail. Um, Donna Johnson said, I am too, although a lot of people miss it. Yeah, people will miss it sometimes. It really depends on, like, I, I think I'm uh, an ambivert, if I'm not mistaken. That's the correct one. Like, I can pass, but I'm usually, like, in an extreme. I'm either extremely uptight or I'm, like, super friendly or something. Um, hi, Gladys. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, but I that is, for the most part, what I did. And I watched some different series on Netflix. And it was just nice to not have to do any homework or know, you know, that one of my professors is like, he being kind of grumpy and he'd be like, you know, Hey, that assignment is coming up. Nobody has posted anything. So it was just nice to um, have that time to myself and just, you know, eat and just not do anything for the most part. So yeah, that's what I did. So um, how was your weekend on you? What I was about to say. I'm trying to share from my other, um, from my computer. So that's what I'm doing, sharing the the, <coughs> the stuff. First of all, sorry, y'all, that I, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so what happened was. Are you freezing up? Is that her or is it me, y'all? Can you all still um, hear me, see me? I see the numbers are still kind of moving around. So it seems like we're still live, right? I don't know. Okay, on my phone, it seems like, all right. So, all right, thank you, William. I'm like, somebody, <laughs> let me know something. Wait, you hear me only, Donna, but you don't you don't see me? Because I can see you all's comments and stuff. On my screen, okay, so it was on you. All right, y'all, goodness. Tonight, we are having some things going on, apparently, but we're going to get through this either way, because this is what we do. This is what we've been doing for the past three years, Theories and Thoughts Podcast. So when Anya comes back in, um, we could probably be getting a little bit more about what happened and <laughs> and her weekend, but also um, going into the This Caught My Attention segment as well. Okay, I'm about to bring you in. Okay. okay, it's moving over. Wait, Some I, I hear you, but I don't see you. Because I clicked it to go to browser right when you said that. Oh, okay. Look, I'm thinking something else. Uh, no, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I am Okay, I'm trying to figure out which one you're trying to use. So... I can hear you on one. I don't know. You can take off the other one. Okay. All right. So somebody must have just hit something because my internet went down just as I was talking. Oh. The internet just went out. So I'm on my phone. Um, I was explaining why I was late. I'm late because I locked my keys in my car. I locked my keys in my car and it took them an hour to get there because of um, traffic. 
because it was like at five something. And I had ordered a sandwich and I want I was like, it's eight minutes away. I could go run and go get my sandwich real quick and I'll make it on time. Well, Perfect. it was it took longer <laughs> to get back than to go get it. I mean, I wasn't that far from my house. And then my sandwich was trash. Then I ran in here. But you know what? I'm okay. And life is good. Like, um, I was looking at a gorilla. I, I, I was one of my girlfriends. I said, life's great. Peace, still good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Life is okay. But um, this weekend, I actually did um, a trail ride. Um, Saturday evening, Friday and Saturday, I um, I participated at with the Great Banquet. That's a um, thing that we have here. It's like a lock-in that I do a lot. So I got a chance to be Christ's hands and feet this weekend. So that was cool. I enjoyed it. It was real cool. So that's what I did um, this weekend. You was going into the discard my attention segment. No, I was just saying that it was coming up. You don't have to rush. Oh, girl, I I don't know what's. Going on. <laughs> I was just um, but I mean the trail ride sounds nice. I'm just trying to understand. So with. Y'all didn't have a complete lock-in or something? Y'all were just locked in for a few hours? Because I'm trying to understand. The lock-in, I, I do it every, every. it's a men's, this one was the men's lock-in. I call it a lock-in. It's really 72 hours with God. To be honest with you, it's 72 hours with Christ. You literally, you know, you have people speak and do different things and you praying and just different things that's going on while you are um while you're there okay i, so I was saying like so it wasn't a 24 hour thing that's my question was it it was for men oh, <laughs> this one was you were just men. helping okay look when you said that just a minute ago i said also oh, she was just helping because she did say for christ okay Never right mind. so the women one is next week and okay. i'll be there thursday to sunday because i am one of the speakers so i'll be there thursday to sunday um, the guests, well, the goal is that you don't have no access to the outside world. So you don't, you, you can't, it's really concentrated time with Christ, with God. That's what it is. And, um, the men have theirs and then the women have theirs. And so I'll be participating in the women, the men, I went to help, you know, with, with serving and different things. Oh. So that's, what I, okay. that's what I did on the men's banquet. So that's what I did. That was what, what it was. So you wanted to go into this caught my attention? Yeah, we can. And I see um Donna Johnson said we've all been there too, I think, pertaining to you locking the keys in the car and just the day you had. But yeah, I mean it wasn't a bad day. You know, I've learned to not allow one one thing change what my day was. My day wasn't too bad, but thank you. I don't want to negate the fact that she was, you know, encouraging me. Um, but my day wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad day. It was a bad um, moment and what have you. And I just got flustered because then I had to, you know, you always got to pee right then. And I'm running in the house. <laughs> TMI, no, but it was just that. And then I'm doing a fast. So I'm not supposed to eat after eight. But today I'm going to eat after eight because that sandwich was trash. They put tomatoes on it. And I don't like tomatoes on my sandwich. So, um, anywho. So this caught my attention. You want to start it off? Talk about it. 
first because I don't I look you know the story better than me I just have my input because I have I'm gonna share why I'm kind of in the dark but yeah wait what story are you talking about oh <laughs> I thought this was about to be the Krishan rock story Am no I, I thought we were talking about the girl I thought we were talking about that girl who got stranded oh well why are you sending me the Krishan rock story I told you we can pick one. Okay, because you said that last. So if you said something last, that's what I'll be thinking. But the girl that got stranded, oh. um, yeah, we can talk about this. Because I, yeah. So a young lady, um, well, what had happened was somebody flew her out, and while he was flying, while she was on the airplane to get to him, he blocked her. He blocked her. I can't see no chats. Like I can't see anything. Um, Unless I do that, I don't know if you can still see okay. me. Thank you, um, Donna. She was just saying she's going to feed um, her parents and put the kids to, and go to sleep. But um, okay, okay. And so, kids, salute to y'all on y'all platform. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So what happened? So while she was on her way to him, he blocked her. I don't know the reason why he blocked her. I didn't really see all of that. Only thing I seen was. He blocked her, and we're starting to see a lot of stories about girls getting flew out and this, that, and third. First of all, why you don't have your own money? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's cute to get flew out. Don't get me wrong, but if before I go anywhere with anybody, I'm gonna have enough to be able to get back home, or be able to stay there, you know, or whatever. So, I, young ladies, I just want y'all to get get yourselves together. Yeah, it's cute to get flew out, but have your own money. And the reason why we say have your own money is not to flaunt in his face. I got my own and this, that, and third. It's really for your protection. And men too, if you get flew out, it's for your own protection. If I got, I went to a I went to a restaurant one time and this guy left. He left me there. And I was in my car that time. I mean, it wasn't far, but I, I was in my car and I had enough money to pay for my meal. Like I had the money to pay for my meal. And from then, I always made sure that I had enough money to pay for my meal if I was going out to eat with somebody. Again, not to flaunt, I can take care of myself. I do this, this, and third. It's really as a protection and a barrier because there's so many times that these these silly-ass boys, they're doing this. So, um, Well, William Sanders said, at least your credit card, just to hear me get that out. But... Um, I agree. I'm really curious, though, as to know um, why, you know, like I wish we knew more or something or we later find out. But at the same time, I mean, it's not that serious, but I'm just kind of curious because in my mind, what I'm thinking is like his old lady found out he was trying to plan this trip or something, you know. But the thing is that we live in such crazy times right now that like. A man could do something like that, tell you that he's gonna do that and have you you know, or have you come in all this way to come see him and just like and it just all be a prank to him, you know? And that's that's the scary thing I think about like dating and meeting people because you never know just what type of foolery they may have going on. So so yeah, um I hate that for her though. That that would have been so embarrassing. And then just think about how I mean, initially we were supposed to be talking about, well, we were talking about the other um, topic. I was looking mm -hmm. at toxic relationships 
And that just leaves you with that that feeling of, you know, like there's nothing worse than not knowing why something happened. You know what I mean? And then it makes you question yourself and you you playing all these different scenarios in your head. So I just um I feel I feel bad for her about it. I would not have I don't think I would have shared it, but then again, I might would have shared it. I don't know, because it was so shocking but yeah and i see anitra said um anitra's strong said well you're not dependent on a man you can make the best choices for yourself girl that is a word you really have options when you go into dating this way that is so true very true that is very true and anitra's and <clears throat> The biggest thing is you, your own flex, be your own flex. Yeah, he, yeah, you're doing this, yeah, you're doing that. But again, you don't have to always throw it in somebody's face for you to take care of your own business, for you to handle your own stuff. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Okay, well, let's go to our commercial really quickly, and then we'll be back with our guest in just a minute. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I was I was trying to see why my internet went out. <laughs> I was all special, but I apologize. I am a little flustered tonight. Um, Leticia, thank you, and welcome to Theories and Thoughts Podcast. Can you introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about you? Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is... Can we can't. You sound very low. Let me come a little bit closer. Is that better? Okay. Yes. That's yes. Okay. Hi, ladies. My name is Leticia Jackson, and I am the author of Woman to Woman, Letters from Wives to Mistresses. I am also a women's empowerment advocate, and I want to say thank you both for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is such a... I won't say taboo. It is. You you think it's taboo? Why do you think it's taboo? Oh, it is. Because we, like I say in the book, we live in a very feminist culture right now. And anytime a woman comes out and says anything against another woman, even if the other woman is at fault, the person who points the finger becomes kind of the, the enemy the enemy of the sisterhood. How dare you t attack or say something negative about another sister? So making this bold claim that I and many other wives blame the mistress um, in an affair, oh, it's definitely taboo. Mm, okay. Well, I didn't look at it that way. Um, I looked at it as we're in such a, a culture where being a side chick is a cute thing for girls. Like, 
it's cute to already know, you know, you listed out, and I don't want to tell too much of the book, but you listed out the different types of mistresses. The the one who didn't know, the one who finds out and still continues. Well, the one who didn't know and stops it. The one who finds out and still continues on, and the one who knew from the beginning. And I just feel like so many girls these days are selling themselves short and being the side chick and they think it's cute. So that's yeah. why I didn't think it was so taboo. But, I'm oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. And you're right. It has become this, this cute thing. You know, even the terminology side chick. I mean women are definitely selling themselves short if they believe that that's a position of power. It's actually not. I really wish women would realize how actually insulting it is for a man to approach you to be anything other than the woman at his side. Oh, well, um, okay, I'm sorry, Anya will we'll be back as she's having problems. But I do agree with you there. Um, I will say, for me, um, reading a book, it was, it, I, I love the book, but it was also a little difficult to read. Um, just kind of experiencing a lot of the things that, you know, that the women have felt. But I also feel like, you know, just in all transparency, I, I know that I have been in both positions. Um, and then even just as, when married, you know, I wasn't I wasn't faithful in my marriage. So I, I'm open about that. But um, I just, you know, so it was a little it was almost a little uncomfortable for me to read in some ways. But what I look at um, very early on in the book is that you talk about the girl code. And for me, like as someone who doesn't really just have like a lot of close people in their lives, I only recently discovered kind of the girl code. And at the time, I was almost kind of like, I remember even when I kind of discovered it, I was like, I don't even know if I want to know, you know, because then I can use ignorance as bliss, you know, like. <laughs> So, um, and that's just kind of how I felt. Now, it's been a little while since then, but just like a lot of the things that you wrote about, um, it made me wonder, you know, like how many women understand this? How many women see things this way? Um, because it wasn't, it, it is, it is very, um, I mean, I think I agree. It is, it is very taboo now as far as like with women being in those positions and just, I mean, there's even series now about side chicks and the fact that they're so glorified is almost kind of confusing for a woman that's like, you know, no, that's not what I want to do. And even as a woman that has been a side chick now, like later in life, you know, and I look at it like for me. Um, really, I think it was because I was younger, not as wiser. And then even with my upbringing, when you talked about uh, the men having mistresses and so on, you know, I'm like, that was something that I thought quite frequently. So it was the norm for me. It wasn't something that I thought about. It was something that I kind of had to come into knowledge about. So I say all that to say, you know, these are just some of my just my thoughts about how I feel um, reading the book and enjoying it and just. I'm really amazed at what you've been able to do, how you've been able to bring this subject matter to life, you know, um, in a way where it's both sides get to tell their story. So what made you decide, like, hey, if I'm going to allow this side to speak, I should also allow yeah. them to speak as well? 
Well, the title woman to woman has a couple of different meanings, but one of them, woman to woman is, at first I was just going to have the wives' perspective in the book, but then I realized that that's a problem because if we don't all get in on the conversation, then nothing's going to be solved. So that's partly where the woman to woman came from. We need to respect everybody's opinions, thoughts, feelings. And so in order for us to have this big conversation, both sides needed to be included. And it was a hard decision because I kind of fought with, am I giving these mistresses a platform you know, because I didn't know what their letters were going to be. Were they going to try to glorify it, justify it? Were they going to be ruthless about it? And you read some of the letters, some of them are, but that was their real, that's their reality at that moment. So that's why I had to include both. And thank you so much for both of you for reading the book. And I appreciate you so much, Fancy, for saying that it made you uncomfortable. It actually made my own mother uncomfortable as well. And with regards to girl code, I remember when I did a, a Google search, there were literally billions of results for typing in girl code. So it's been around for a long time. The problem is, is it doesn't exist anymore. And that's really why I wrote the book, because one, it's not cute. It's nothing to be glorified. And there is a there is a, an other, another side besides this glorifying it on television and making these women look sex, sexy and, and powerful. There is a wife on the other side of that. There are children on the other side of that. How about there's just respect on the other side of that? And we need to get back to that for real. I, I totally agree with you. But so when I think of girl code, I think that people only live by girl code if it's if it's someone close to them. So like if this is one of my girlfriends, I'm going to respect it. But if it's her, I don't know her. So I ain't got nothing. I, I'm not protecting her this and a third. And I remember now I've never been the other woman, but I remember this guy. I had met him online and it was around. It was almost Mother's Day. And me and him talking, and I went to go, you know, do my little search on Facebook to see who he is or whatever. And he ended up having a wife. And I messaged him, and I was like, you know, how dare you this and third? Because he asked me about a girl I went to high school with. And he asked me about a girl I went to high school with and was like, oh, I got family in New Orleans. But I'm not from New Orleans. I'm from another city. How you asked me about your sister-in-law if I knew your sister-in-law? Like, no, for real. He asked me if I knew her. And I had to wrestle with the thought of, do I tell this girl so she can tell her sister? And I said, you know what? I can't. I didn't deal with him no more. But I said I can't because it was right by Mother's Day. And I said I refuse to ruin her Mother's Day. You know? And so that... That was, you know, I was just like, wow, with that, because another woman probably would have been like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But um, I enjoyed the book because you had both sides. I'm intrigued. I'm like, let me see what she's going to say. Let me see how she's going to, you know, what she's about to say, how this is about to play out, because it is such a like like one of you all said, there's a platform now. The the side chicks of this and the third. And mm -hmm. so many girls, yeah. I mean, he 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 with her, but if I call, he coming. And for you to for me, I feel like it's a less than situation. Like you don't think 
uh, nothing of yourself, especially, you know, when we we're younger, it happened. You know, we were like, ah, that's this damn third. But now you're 40 and you're still doing this, fam. Like, when do it stop? When do it become that I want my own man to be sleeping here with me? You know, so that's just, was that. So what made you say, well, no, Fancy just asked that question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate everything you just said. No, I appreciate everything you just said. And and you know, you, you touched on something which was a major reason why I wrote the book. I wrote the book because there the women who didn't come up knowing girl code. And that's why I said, you know, that's why my, my brand's motto is loyalty is key, because you touched on something that's important. Most women's sisterhood or their their girl code or whatever is usually confined to their group of friends, their group of sisters. But then we're in this time where we call each other sis, sister, hey, queen, princess. But how is that genuine if there is no code, if there is no loyalty whatsoever then why are we saying we have this sisterhood? That's why I say that I think it's a facade right now. You know, people try to say, oh, the, the future looks female. Well, how is that possible? We can't even get it together today. We can't even stand, you know, we, we like I say in the book, we will come together for, for women's rights, um, you know, our family's rights, our kids' rights. But as soon as a penis enters the, the picture, then all of a sudden, what sisterhood or that thought or that hoe or that this, it's gone. So I wrote this book so that young women, I say maybe 18 and older, can read this book and say, oh, okay, there is another side to this. Oh, there is a real woman on the other side. Oh, this isn't cute. Oh, this is not a compliment when a married man hits on me and that's exactly why i wrote it but i also wrote it for those of us in our 40s 50s i've had women in their 60s read it that say they wish they had read this book decades ago i had one independent reviewer say that this is what the women's movement should have been about this is how you get to real sisterhood by being real about the topic by not glossing it over like you know we're not going to solve this in 30 minutes <clears throat> excuse me and you know i know that but I'm going to keep this conversation going because it's never been had, not on this level, where we just get real with it and call out our sisters who think that this is okay. It's not okay on any level. Well, I um I agree with all of that. Just I do believe like just I know we won't solve this in 30 minutes, but I think having this conversation is a big part of, you know, we need to be having more conversations like this. And I also see um, I want to address one of the questions from um, the audience from Anitris. And Anitris said, and I know you addressed this in a book, but I'll let you give your response to it. But how do we hold women more accountable than the man who took vows? So I make sure that I say in the book at least three times that by blaming the other woman does not in any way, shape or form lessen the responsibility of the husband who took the vows. Right. The reason why I'm addressing the other woman is because I wrote this book for women only. See, so the conversation is between us now. Yes, but the wife will deal with the husband, but now we need to get with each other. Now we need to talk about what's going on, why this is still going on, and how we're going to put a stop to it. So trust me, trust me, ladies, 
the husbands are held accountable, but it's time for us to hold each other accountable as well. I thought that it was a um, very vulnerable moment when you, you started off with your story. I, I applaud you for that <coughs> because you wasn't like, I'm going to get all their business. You led your... <clears throat> you led yours on the line first. Sorry, it just feel like everything that could go wrong today is going wrong over here. It, I mean, it's okay. God got me. Um, but I, I felt that that was so... That was that that was so commendable. How did you did was that like okay? I'm gonna tell my story, or was it after you read everybody else's? You was like, I have to tell mine too. Girl, no, my story was first. I started writing this book way back when this happened, and this was years and years ago. Years ago that this happened, uh, where I had these interactions with my then husband and his mistress. It really was after she said those words. Remember, I said the the title has it's more from than yeah. a woman to woman. She actually started a sentence with that. She said, "Woman to woman, I want you to know." And the words that followed, you ladies read it. It. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was expecting, but I sure in heck was <laughs> not expecting that. It, I, I still to this day, you can see it. It still just if it, it flummoxes me that a female, a woman could say that to another woman. It was shocking. And after she said that, I went on to, to Bible study. But when I got home, I started writing. I wrote everything down that was said, everything that had happened up to that point. And then while I was writing the book, I said, you know what? I know I'm not the only wife that blames the other woman. I can't be. Not, not after what she said. And then that's when I started to put together a way to get wives, first wives, um, to submit their, their letters to the mistresses of their husbands. How important was your faith during this time? Was it like... Were you like, I'm about to push this to the side? How dare you, God? Or were you like, I got to hold on a little bit tighter? Oh, I oh, I definitely had to hold on tight, sis, because I was ripped. The pain was was indescribable. It was indescribable. I I was on pain medications at the time, and I remember more than once just wanting to down the pills. And it it really was not about paying him back or making him feel pain or or I'll show them no the pain it was searing searing so my faith is is everything it's why i'm still here okay because sometimes when people go through things they're like ah where are you that's why i ask that question because you know some people put their faith to the side whenever they're starting to go through things so fancy do you have something look like you about to say something Sorry. Uh, i was about to acknowledge a comment is that okay uh -huh, go ahead Okay, so from Bettina Spears, she says, sounds like a very interesting read. But yes, usually the code only applies to those that you know. But sadly, even that isn't the case. I love Billy Wright with these Mr. Charlie situations, not what's so I agree. Listen, Bettina. Listen. <laughs> and what's so crazy is there's so many songs. Like, if you start listening, like, I one come to mind. What your girl don't know want her head. Anything to make this love go further. You're the one. Like, we've been singing this stuff. It's almost like your mind is conditioned. You know, Aaron Hall, 
has a song and he's like, um, I'm giving you the, a piece of my love. When you yes. think about it, that's about him. <laughs> she know him. Yes. That's you know? it, yes, and it goes way back. How about here we are? The yep. two 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 that was my jam. But then I, when I got older and I was listening, <laughs> I heard it not that long ago. I was like, what the? What, <laughs> right. What are they saying? And I was like, oh my God. I, okay, I was still singing with it a little bit, but still, I had a realization that. That was my jam, and but that's what they were talking about. Secret, right? Right, like, oh, Secret okay. what girl, Atlantic Star, you didn't went all the way back. Actually, was a very impressionable song for me because I heard it at a young age, you know. And so, when you wrote in the book that, um, it seems like you just to kind of paraphrase what you were like, all is fair in love and war, and I was like, you know, that did kind of used to be my mindset back then as a younger person, you know, that's because. That's oftentimes that's all we see. That's what the you know the industry promotes. We that's what we tend to think. So really, just kind of seeing things from the wise perspective was really enlightening, you know. And I think it would be enlightening for any woman. But I also see a nature skit. Um, yeah, when you hear it with grown up ears, and it's like, oh wow, definitely. Yes, it is. <laughs> that yes, is it so is. True. That is so true. And you know, and that's why I wrote the book, honestly, to to bring everything full circle. So that the 18 year olds and, you know, younger, if, if they read the book, can really find out what girl code is, can really find out what sisterhood um, should look like. And that does not mean we're always going to agree. Right. It doesn't right. mean that we're all going to be best friends. And, you know, and I still get emails from people are like, look. I get the whole, you know, um, sisterhood thing, but loyalty is a is a bit deep, you know. That's a bit deep, especially when you don't know know the other woman. And they're like, you know, I can get with with you know us doing better by each other, and that's really all the book, honestly, um, is about. You may not think that loyalty is key, but can we at least agree that we owe each other better than this? Right, I agree. So let me ask you this. You've written a book. We've gotten through that. You're empowering. Um, you, you know, you're speaking on this topic and different things. What now? Did you remarry? Are you dating? Because this is a hard thing. Like after after you've been cheated on and you've told the whole world, what do you do next? Well, of course, it you know it, it varies from woman to woman. Clearly. I personally am not dating. I have not dated in over 12 years. I'm all about that celibate life and celibate for going on 12 years. Never been happier in my singleness. It took me, I finished this book a couple of years ago and it really took up to that point to realize that I wasn't fully healed from that. And I did have a, a relationship after that marriage ended. That one only lasted about six months. Um, but I wouldn't even say it was like a, a mindful decision. Okay, I don't want to date. And really, if I had to put a percentage on it, people say, well, do you not date because you're afraid? If I had to say any part of it that was fear, I'd say it's probably 10%. You know, just that little bit fear of being afraid. But honestly, I have never been so happy since I've been single and celibate. So anybody out there, if you are trying to be abstinent or celibate, I'm your girl, hit me up. I'll give you support and advice 
practice the life, at least for me anyway. Well, yeah, you know, you don't have to worry about somebody out there doing nothing and have to worry about somebody else's feelings right now. You know, I think that's the that's one of the perks of being single, you know, um, not having to be concerned about someone else. What you got, Fancy? Um, well, I, I was trying to understand it's coming better, but I see they said my ex's lady back in college years back told me we deserve better than him in the beginning and I ignored it. Oh, okay. Because it says Facebook user, so we can't see your name, but I get what you're saying now. So the that person's ex at the time said y'all both both of the women. Yeah. yeah, and it's true. It's so true. I mean, it. You know, like I bring out in the book. Unfortunately for us women, for you know what, you know, I, you know, I really have to tell you what really made me decide to pick up and finish this book because I had set it down for some years. But a few years ago, back when uh, Chloe had first found out, when she found out about Jordan and Tristan, um, mm. or whatever, what made me say enough is enough when it came to my sisters was all the backlash that Chloe got when she said to Jordan, you are the reason my family broke up. Like 99% of all the negative comments to Chloe came from females. And I was like, oh, come on. Women know dang on well that we blame the other woman when this type of thing happens. We do, whether it's in our mind or whether it's outward, we do. Most of us do. But for some reason, when somebody says it out loud, all of a sudden, we're not back in that female anymore. Nope, she is on her own. Uh-uh. No, she didn't go after Jordan. Well, why not? Jordan is just as responsible for her actions. Any mistress is just as responsible for her actions. Get that. She's not responsible for the wife's actions. She's not responsible for the cheating husband's actions. She is responsible 100% for her actions in being with someone she knows is married, plain and simple. And yes, anytime a man is cheating on his wife, that means he's selfish, he's unfaithful, disloyal, why do you think he's going to be anything different from you? But what happens with us within our sisterhood is we become competition for one another. It becomes, well, she's not going to win. And that's the sad part about it, because nobody wins in that situation, except maybe the guy who's sitting there with his chest puffed up because he's got these two women fighting over him. But honestly, within our sisterhood, nobody wins. And I'm going to fix that. We are going to fix that together. <clears throat> well, I, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that face, Arnya? <laughs> no, I'm trying to see if Fancy had another question. Like, I'm trying to read. Listen, today, let's see. You gonna have to come back on when I'm when when every, when life is better. Anytime. Because I rushed in here. I don't know if you caught that. I rushed in here, and then right when we were about to start, my internet just went out. And I, I put on my hotspot. So Spectrum has an outage until 930 my time. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. It went right off. So it was it's just been crazy. And I'm on my phone. So I'm just looking at it. Fancy it looked like she had she was about to say something. She had a question, something. No. Um, I, I didn't I didn't have a question. It's just but it I also didn't know if you had froze up for a minute. So I was trying to see. No, I'm here. Um I had I had something in my mind. So what do you say now after reading the mistress's letters 
after reading the wives' letters. Is it possible for a wife to bounce back? Is that your opinion to bounce back? Well, you did say it was a man. Everybody's different. Will it be in, in a mistress? Is it possible for a mistress to become a wife and not be fearful? What's your thought on that? Oh, of course not. Come on. Of course not. Anytime a relationship starts off where, and I'm just going to speak specifically about, you know, a husband and a wife, but if the, the husband is cheating with you and then y'all end up together, which doesn't happen often, but in my instance, my ex-husband did end up marrying his mistress. Girl, and that was God, amazing. First of all, God wasn't kidding when he said you reap what you sow. That's that's not a joke. That's not, you know, people just put it off as, you know, karma. No, it's real. And if you start a relationship off that way, then you are starting yourself out in the most insecure relationship you could have ever entered into. Because then when he starts doing the things to you that he did to the wife and told you about that made you feel all high and mighty. Now, when he's doing them to you, you're wondering, is he cheating on you? That is probably the, the worst type of relationship to start. And, you know, being close, still being close to some of his family. Um, I found out that she has definitely uh, sold what she reaped. And I'm, I honestly, I'm not happy about that, but I ain't mad at it either because, <laughs> right? Because again, you reap what you sow, and so mm -hmm. I, yes, and yes, um, a, a wife who has been deceived that way can absolutely bounce back. But see, the problem is, she's supposed to be able to come to this thing we call sisterhood. But if we're always the ones doing the betraying and doing each other wrong then where is her landing place? Where is her safe place? It's supposed to be any and all of us. You know, it, it shouldn't just be her group of friends. All of us should have a heart for one another. All of us should be willing to support or say a prayer for, or excuse me, do what we can when a sister is in need. And so that's why we have to heal these fractures so that we can be a safe place for any woman who needs somewhere to go. Agreed. And I think, too, um, just when you look at it from the aspect of like the family, you know, like that kind of when you really see it from their perspective, how you're breaking up a family. And I guess maybe maybe to other people, that's normal. But to me, um, just as a mom now, just, you know, I mean, I've been a mom for a while, but it just really kind of makes you think, especially as we're now talking about more, you know, talking about black families more, we're trying to promote those positive images more, you know, so I think like it kind of makes you even kind of think twice, even in that situation. But I wanted to um, acknowledge some comments that have come through. William, it looks like you're cursing in your comments, so I'm going to ignore that one because I'm not really certain what all is saying. But I see someone said, I just read that Tia Maori and her husband is separated, and now I just lost all hope. Um, but that, that was, don't mean that he cheated. Yeah. I, I think they're just saying that they just lost hope, though, you know, because oh, that okay. was, yeah, because that was, you know, I'm not going to say they were uh, relationship goals, but people relationship, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Oh, okay. And then that's like on Salon. Oh, and Danny also, Danny Howell said, this is absolutely powerful. Beautiful ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Danny. Thank you. Um, in booking you, we knew that this was going to be, it's going to be an interesting subject, <laughs> you know, interesting to just find out, you know, everything the background and everything of it. Um, like I said, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, is there anything that we did not touch on that you wanted to be certain that we got? Well, again, I wrote letters from wives to mistresses, not to make the division between us greater, but really so that we could get an understanding of the wives' thoughts um, their feelings and the mistress's thoughts and perhaps why these things are still happening in 2022. But we, we really did touch on everything, but I just want our sisters to know around the world, I'm, I'm about, you know, strengthening in our worldwide sisterhood that this book was written so that we can understand that again, that a sisterhood is not just the few people around you. If you really mean it, when you say sister, then mean it. And and that has a responsibility with it. You know, again, I'm not saying you're the husband. I'm not saying you're the bestie. But we do. I can't call you my sister and then pretend like your feelings don't matter. I can't call you my sister, but then I'm willing to do anything it takes so that I feel superior over you. Um, I can't call you my sister if I'm willing to help break up your family. That's not what a true sister does. So I know that this book is, is kind of in your face, but that was the point. There's no need in hiding it. You know, right. It's real. So just, you know, for you, those who read it, if you have questions about it, if you have feelings about it, let's talk about it. And, and me and, um, Award-winning journalist and TV host Bridget Smith and I, we are actually putting together symposiums that we are going to have, um, hopefully around the country, getting women together to talk woman to woman. Well, let us know, girl. Put us in the loop. You know, we uh, we yeah. stuff. Yes. I wanted to share. Um, so this is the book. I thought I had the, I thought I had the link um available for you guys, but it. I don't see it on the thing, but we do have Letitia's site. So you all can still um, check her out there. And then there was this also this accompanying thing um, envelope. So thank you so much for this, Letitia. We really appreciate it. Like we enjoyed yes. the post as well as a little gift thank inside. You. That was sweet of you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank I, you. I thank really, really appreciate that. And let me tell you something. I wanted to say thank you for being so persistent and being so communicative because, you know, you were like, no, I want y'all to read the book. And you were very persistent. I was like, well, she wants us to read the book. Normally, I tell people, send the book to Fancy. <laughs> send it to her. She's going to read it. I'm going. But it really, it actually, I'm in voiceover class. So I was using it for voiceover class. So I was reading it as my homework out loud. So it really, it really worked. But just how it was. You're going out on you. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I, I can I, put you a time out or something. I'm telling you that. 
Well, I appreciate both of you for for reading the book. I think it's important that, um, you know, when we're going to have in-depth discussions like this, that everyone, excuse me, has had opportunity to read the book. And it's, you know, those symposiums we're going to do is we're actually going to send the book to the women first um, before they come out so that that can be the topic of discussion. It's so important. It's not enough to just go in talking about mistresses. There has to be a foundation as to why it's time to, you know, hold our sisters accountable, those who are willing to break the heart of another woman for no other reason than a selfish desire. We have to get better than that. We have to get past that. Oh my God, we are so much better than that. And we are so much stronger when we are together. Right. Agreed. Well, I will probably be back, but thank you so much for, for joining us, Leticia. Um, and guys, you all can find her links down below for the audio listeners. Her website is www.jackson.com and her Instagram is Leticia Jackson. Um, Leticia is L-E-T-I-S-H-A Jackson is J-A-C-K-S-O-N. And yes. then the Facebook group is Woman to Woman Loyalty. So you all can check her out at any of those places, as well as the book is available on her website. Thank you both so much for having me. And thank you to the audience and those who make comments. I will definitely come back anytime you ladies want me. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Peace and blessings. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, um, Lady CEO, <laughs> um, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry, I was trying to get to your own banner. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, ladyceo.com, Anya at ladyceo.com, lady spelled with an I. Um, yeah. Okay, and you guys can find everything Swagger Magazine as Swagger Magazine. You can check out our website at Swagger Online. That's S-W-A-G-H-E-R online.com. Um, also, everything pertaining to me is Fancy Swagger. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, and it seems like it's someone supposed to be saying. Oh, I want to acknowledge, I think her name is Mylan Viviana Negron Delgado. And she said... Um, this was her first time watching, and she hopes to continue learning women, I guess, women to women. I don't know. Because mm -hmm. um, I, too, is yeah, in Spanish, but I don't think that's what she, yeah. But I just thought it was nice of you to tune in, and I'm glad that you're in to join the episode. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Um, also, we it is my birthday month, because my birthday is next week, actually. Next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. So um, we are doing discounts and sales across the Swagger Magazine medium. So you guys can check that out. We have our um, social media live interviews for $37.50, which is with, they're much like this right here. So this is our Theories and Thoughts podcast. These interviews are placed on, um, you know, still on the Facebook page. So you still get the reach of $130,000. Um, and then we are also offering our... Uh, website interviews for $49.99 and if you purchase both of those you can get them for $84 because I was born in 84 and I'm an 80s baby so we just have a lot of different specials going on and I hope that you all will take advantage of them you can check those out at swagger.net or swaggeronline.com yeah, I think that's everything you good? I got 7% on this battery 
Girl, bye. <laughs> Peace and blessings, y'all.